You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my good friends. Jay from the hills of Texas. And we got crickets because AK Mike is not with us today. What? <laughs> Who gave him a day off? Again? I know, yeah, again, right? But we do have a special guest, and we'll get to him in just one second. But first, let's reach out to our sponsors. Uh, if you're in the need for a incredibly wonderful battery, go to rcbatteriesusa.com. Try out A Power Batteries. Use our Power. code PFPC10 and get our discount uh, for reliability and strength in batteries. Try A Power Batteries. Also, for 3D Aero Ventures, use the code PARKFLYER, and that'll get you a discount on any downloadable 3D printable aircraft. So please jump on their website and download some plans, 3D print them on your uh, local 3D printer, and then go out and fly. Let us know how it goes. So uh, having paid some bills, let's uh, welcome Steve Wattenberg to our show. <laughs> well, how are we doing, guys? Doing very well. Now, Steve has been very active on our um, uh, our phone number, uh, three, uh, 830-444-4943. He's left us uh, some a couple of messages. The, the biggest one, I think we were chastised for calling you the escape guy, but he has set us straight with the uh, electronic speed controller. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we're trying. It was something that we had way back when. Uh, I think AK Mike, when he was fairly new, was looking at the ESCs. And since he's a computer guy, just used the word escape and it kind of stuck. But uh, we are trying very diligently to use the correct terms. That way, everybody over at the other podcast worlds uh, won't get so angry. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you know, there are a few of us uh, from other, you know, I sort of come from, not that I was on the podcast, but the podcast listener group sure. that I was part of. Uh, no, there's a few of them that have uh, OCD worse than I do. Oh, so, wow. uh, you know, <laughs> watch out. Yeah, uh, no, it's always good to hear from our listeners. We really appreciate it. Uh, give us a call and let us know how we're doing or send us an email. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try and have some of you guys on the show. I know there's been a couple of guys that have volunteered. Uh, the last time Jay was stuck on his own with uh, all of us out. Uh, everybody jumped in there and was like, hey, how come you didn't call me? I would have loved to be on podcast. Yeah, well, I'm sure they would have liked to call at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, can you can you do a podcast right now? What? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things, too, with uh, with uh, Mike and I uh, both working and, uh, and me being out of the country a lot and uh, putting our schedules together is a little more difficult. So uh, in that particular time, I just happened to have an issue at work that I didn't get back in time. But we're a little more flexible. It's not like we do it every, you know, the podcast comes out on a regular basis, but our recording kind of slides back and forth a couple of days whenever we can get everybody together. So uh, we're a little more flexible on that. We shouldn't be. We should do it every, uh, you know, every week at, on Tuesdays or something so everybody can kind of join us in a live session. Uh, but unfortunately, our schedules don't allow that. So we kind of do the best we can. Now, and that's what I've seen with some of the other podcasts. They used to, you know, Wednesday night was actually the AOA night. Sure. Um, which is the Angle of Attack podcast. Uh, some of the people even still get together on Discord. Um, now, there's a Discord group that's Angle of Attack Discord, and you know, we, uh, we'll we sit there and chat for a little while. But well, awesome. I decided to take the night out to talk to you guys. Excellent. excellent. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. All right. Well, uh, bring us up a little to speed. You mentioned earlier, uh, kind of in the pre-show, uh, just talking to us that you are the uh, official president of an indoor club that's uh, at an ice rink or something. So, yeah, bring us up to speed. Yep. Kind of I'm uh, actually the president of the Waterville Wind Warriors in uh, Waterville, New York. That's outside of Albany, um, which is the capital of New York. Uh, no, we are not New York City. This is upstate. Um, <laughs> People don't understand that. You know, I, I know it's it's one of those, you know. Things you know, we're north of Yonkers, so there you, you know, go. Whatever, um, but um, my flying career actually started as uh, just watching and going to events back in 2002 with my son, who's 
autistic and just seemed to love the plane. So we just kept going to different events. And I found the indoor club at Waterville Elite. And uh, so we used to go once a week and watch them. And, you know, he'd watch a little, and I'd spend more time watching. And then finally, somebody handed me a transmitter and said, here, try this. Um, you know, uh, the beginning of the end. Yes, pretty much. Uh, actually, I'm still in touch with the guy. He's down. He's now down in Alabama. The guy who actually I think handed me the first transmitter is Stan Kapreski. He's a, a heli, scale heli guy for the most part. But, Very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, gotten from there. As I said, I started out really flying in 2007, and you know, here I am, 13 years later. I'm running a club, as much wow. as you know, we need to run it. It's we're fairly loose on rules and stuff. But, sure. You no, know, um, but it's you no. Know, it, I'm having a good time. I get out. I fly. Seems almost more during the winter because we're there once a week, and depending on the days in the summer you know there's always something to do i try to fly one day of the weekend and you know every once in a while i'll get out for a lunch fly the uh, other club i'm a member of is uh, epa in scotia and we fly at a park and you know sometimes i'll i work at ge and the flying field is about 10 minutes away from there so you know, i'll be. jump out and fly uh you know go out for a couple flights or uh well actually yesterday it was one flight i Got a SIG riser from, I don't know if you know Dave Garwood. Uh, he used to write for the AMA magazine, okay. um, the slope soaring section. Well, he's uh, one of, he's an enabler of the first class. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> uh, he actually handed me his old SIG riser, um, and yesterday I put it up, and you know, it, we it just we it was the right air yesterday. Sure. I went up in about you know 200 feet, and I was up for 45 minutes. Wow. On that, just nice. that run. So, no, then, then I had to land and go to back to work. So well, there was your whole lunch. Hope you get it. Yeah, that was, that was lunch. Yeah. I used to do that a lot when I worked um, here in Phoenix. I had an office around the corner and I uh, used to take an airplane, throw it in my trunk. And then at lunch, I'd go out into the parking lot. There was a big field behind the parking lot and I'd go fly in that field almost every day. And uh, luckily for me, I only had to climb up on top of our uh, complex roof twice <laughs> Uh, retrieve my airplane but uh well both days it was really windy here <laughs> so well i my uh i work at uh, ge in schenectady uh, ge power mm -hmm. and the building that i'm in is sort of like in the back in the corner of the dark our parking lot is 90 percent of the time empty so yeah i can fly something small back there every once in a while too um go go through i throw something out or fly indoors i have uh you know i have I'm into little uh, tiny whoops in FTV. So, wow. you know, I have uh, oh. Meteor 65. I have a Doobie Drone Hummingbird, and those get to fly around the office. Uh, you know, the couple guys that work with me, they tolerate it. So, <laughs> Wow, that's good news that they tolerate it. <laughs> you no, know, sort of have no choice. I just take the thing and fly around. Well, there you, you go. Know. I hear you. Well, actually, I, I think I flew. Uh, don't you have a tiny whoop, Jay? Yep, I sure would at your place, and, yep. uh, I, and think, well, um, I think Jim had one too that I flew. Yeah, he did. Is that the one that I lost? That was the one she lost in the woods. Uh, yeah, that we... was brutal. Yeah, one way whoops. That's uh, nothing unusual. <laughs> well, he got it up kind of high, and then the wind started blowing it, and then he couldn't mm -hmm. get it back against the wind, and you know, well, that's the nice thing about the brushless. They have the power. You know, the yeah. new ones are. No, well, it was a windy really day. It nice. was a brushless one, and it was a windy day. And these, yeah. you know, just kind of got up and out of, out, you know, yeah. it was just one of those things. Luckily, you know, we were it able really to. Was. It, and, and the hard part was is that everywhere we were flying, Jay's got a flying field. It's got trees on the backside. And when we were flying around, uh, we were doing fine. And it just so happened that the battery, I had already been flying for like three or four minutes. And then I went up above the tree line. And when I did, the wind just started moving backwards and I had yep. the thing full throttle tilted, trying to get it to turn left and right, do something. <laughs> and it just was moving out, man. And I finally thought, well, I can try this or I can just cut the throttle and hope to find it, you know, before it gets too deep into the woods. And so I chose to chop the throttle and let it fall. And we kind of all started running that direction. And, and Jim pulled a fast one on me and made me feel bad because he, uh, he actually found it. Yeah, he walked right wow. up to it. He walked right to it, yeah. 
So um, I, I will tell you, I think we mentioned this in another podcast, but uh you know, when we, when you lose something out there, don't ever turn the radio off because a lot of times you can hear it when you get to it, you can move the controls right. or turn the motor on. And, uh, you know, we've lost in the woods or out in the desert or whatever. And I've, I've already met several guys out of my club that as soon as the airplane goes down, boom, they turn the radio off. And I'm like, dude, you'll never find your plane now because it's not going to rebind if it's broke or something, you know? And, um, anyway, in this particular case, we could see the video uh, right. And so Jim and that got was, us going in the right direction. Actually. It got us going where we thought it was. I took off in another direction and those guys, Jim saw it, found it, stuck it in his pocket and then made me <laughs> while I was out there stomping around in the woods looking for it. <laughs> he was already back at the car putting it up. So anyway, nice. when I came back, I was all ready to buy him a new one. Oh, I'm so sorry I lost it. You know, and he's like, nah, I, I have an extra one. And then they, you know, kind of let me on the secret that he had found it out in the woods. I feel like an idiot. I've been walking around out there for 20 minutes. Eh, it's all his fault. So, but it was fun to fly. Now, do you fly indoor courses at all, or you just fly around your house? Yeah, sometimes we do. Uh, um, there is a FPV group, Full Tilt FPV. They do um, bar. They've been in, done a couple bar races. So, uh, you know, depending on what's going on, you no. Know, then, actually, I got the brushless after they were doing those indoor, um, but. You know, most of the time I'm just doing flying around, just trying to play around, still getting control. I'm still not an acro guy, so that's uh, uh, no. I'm trying to work on that, but that's eh, I'll leave it in stable mode and go around. That way I don't crash as much. Sure, <laughs> right. Well, you said something earlier. What did you say? Uh, fly, crash, and repeat. So yes, fly, <laughs> crash, repeat. Well, actually, I think it's fly, crash, fix, re no, oh, fix, repeat. repeat. So, you, yeah, you, you know, you got to get it the right. Fix has to be in there somewhere. Well, I don't know. But, I've flown airplanes where we crashed them and didn't fix them. I just kept flying them. So, well, no, I have a couple that you know they crashed. And, you know, you just boop, pop them back together, uh, and there, that's it. You're done. Ready to go back again. Yeah. You no. Know, so rubber band wings, stuff like that. When Jay and I first started uh, way back with the little foamies, we were building some blue core stuff out of the blue core uh, foam and the little wonder motors. And we made what they call a slow fly 28. And we loved those airplanes because they were, you, you cut them out in 20 minutes, stick them together, a couple of, you know, hot glue beads and a little $5 motor. You're already ready to go. And the whole right. airplane cost maybe 20 bucks, you think, Jay? I mean, with the receiver, yeah. was the most expensive part of That's it. That's the most, yeah, and, exactly. But <laughs> and because the, it, the receiver yeah. was probably 20 bucks. Yeah, probably yeah. so. And uh, and so anyway, Jay and I would fly those things around and, you know, he'd be in a two-cell or I'd be on a two-cell, he'd be on a three-cell, he'd have a bigger problem and I'd have a smaller one uh, or vice versa. And vice versa. Anyway, it, it yeah. never failed that one of us would either collide or we'd hit the ground and it would break you know, this blue core, but I don't know if you, you've probably dealt with blue core, but it's got that, that, yep. uh, that, uh, what do you call that lemon peel on the one side there, the little plastic part. And it, uh, so it would break, but it would hold together. Right. Because it still has that, right. that skin on the one side. So Jay'd be like, Oh man, you know, or I'd be like crash it and break something on it. I'd just throw it back in the air, and fly it around. It'd be all wonky, you know, flying sideways. But then I probably <laughs> chopped the nose off of that thing about a hundred times and just re-glued it. I, just, I got to the point where I had a whole stack of noses and all I would <laughs> put the nose right back on, stick the, you know, glue the stick in and then we're getting the motor in and we're good to go. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, we learned, uh, later in life to actually put uh, carbon fiber, uh, thin carbon fiber rods on the bottom and the top and along right. the leading edge. And then we didn't really have to worry about crashing it too much more. So, but speaking of Depron, we just got a message from a guy who, uh, has now started importing Depron back to the United States. It's been gone Yay. time. So we're going to probably reach out to him soon and, uh, and talk to him. We'll get you all that information, but That'll be kind of exciting. You can start building Depron stuff again. Those yeah, all I saw one of my uh, one of the my other guys that again from an, uh, Steve Mills uh, Foam Flight said mm -hmm. he had some Depron and he's got the uh, the Mini Blue FO um, that's uh, uh, read he has a kit for that. That's sort of a an indoor that the Mini one is an indoor flyer or sure. you no know, small space flyer. Right. You no, know, I have the regular Blue FO. And uh, actually, yeah, I have an XL that I double XL have to get up or there. something like that, right? Yeah. Yep. There's the XL that's 150. Uh, percent That was uh, that was Jason's Jason Klein's baby. Uh -huh. um, he's the one that conned uh, Jim R.A. Cores into uh, 
you know, making that to begin with. So, uh, <laughs> no, that's, yeah. uh, and, uh, well, that's, and yeah, that's actually, he's the only one I don't, I guess I'm a sponsored pilot because, you know, I tend to help him out and, uh, you know, I fly a lot of his stuff. So, um, and, now, as I said, the small vendors are the ones you got to try and support and keep the hobby going. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I own two RA cores. Actually, it's not sitting there anymore. It's over in the next room. But I own two RA cores airplanes uh, that I fly right out here in my front yard. So there you go. And they uh, they work really well. Now, didn't they use that uh, that particular plane at Neat? They have like a big. They do a big gaggle where they fly around. Yes, with them we or had the gaggle. Yeah, we did the gaggle. And actually, normally, they, you know, we've done the new during the noontime demos. We did a gaggle this year uh, because there were no noontime demos because there weren't there were there were still a you know a decent amount of pilots, but it wasn't you know the normal neat fair shall right. we say um, you know and but we still had like thirty of them in the air I think at the uh, there there was at least twenty twenty of us flying of uh, most of them blue foes uh, there were a couple of yaks and. Uh, I think one of the uh, um, oh, the Messerschmitt or the Spitfire. He 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 kitted both, so I think there was one of each, one of those there too. So wow. you know, we had a good gaggle going. Well, um, that's a, that's there is a picture of that somewhere too. Yeah, that's a good segue because uh, that's another reason we got you on the podcast because you just got back from the neat fair, right? Uh, so kind of tell us a little bit about where it was and what was okay. know, different about this year than last year, and, and what well, you kind of. I know you've posted some pictures on our Facebook listeners uh, group. Yep, there's a link to my Google Photos, yeah. which is uh, you know a lot of pictures. I didn't really. I wish I could arrange them better, but. Right now, that's what we got. Um, you want to look at some other nice pictures. There's the RC Group's photo thread, RC Group's Neat Fair photo thread. Right. Um, Paul Osinski, who I actually tent with when I'm down there. Uh, we share we share one of the, not the easy up, but we have like circus. They have circus tents. Oh, and right. it's gotten to be that where, you know, every, you know, a few people go in on tents and Believe me, it's a lot more comfortable than trying to put up easy ups. Oh yeah, especially if you're there. You know, some of the guys are there literally for a week. For a week, yeah. So uh, you know, it's nice to have those up, and they have sides. So I actually set up my tent inside the easy inside the circus tent because <laughs> nice. that way I don't get rained on. Keeps dry. You know, yeah, it's nice. That's it. But um, Neat Fair is this is the 21st year, and wow. uh, they've been in Shinapal, New York, which is. Uh, on the east branch of the Delaware River, um, it's southern. You know, it's southern tier, um, almost southern tier. Not it's this side of the Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's, um, but it's south of Oneonta, and you sort of go south from Oneonta if you can find that. Um, it's about two hours away from where I am in Albany. Gotcha. And but it's the. It's the largest electric in the Northeast, and one of the largest in the you know next to Nall or is probably one of the largest is the largest show. I don't know. Apache Pass is starting to get big from what I hear too, but uh, hmm. you know, Neat Fair has been a staple for. You know, I've been going for ten uh, for ten years, and as I said, this is twenty first year. There are people that have been going that long. Um, That's this year it was you know. There were requirements. You wanted you. They wanted you to wear your mask when you were outside of your tent group. Um, you had to come up to the flight line with a mask on. Um, you know, you didn't have to wear it while you were flying because you know the flight stations are more than six feet apart, and right. you're fly- always flying with a spotter. You know, um, masks for those of us with uh, glasses. Uh, they tend to fog up, especially when it's cold out. That's true. So, you no, know, that's why we were able to take the mask off and fly. So you know, when we're Sitting in, we're literally in a valley. Um, the it's Peaceful Valley Campground is the name of the campground that sponsors, or that oh, well, that we've been at for this long. Um, it's a full-scale strip because the owner actually flies his uh, his uh, little Cessna um, one seventy-two, and there's a couple other guys um, that come in, fly in, and there's people that actually have seasonal camps there. So there's a couple people that come in and fly. Actually, um, the guy who runs the in the in 
outdoor micro thing brought his Piper Cub in on Sunday. Um, there are some pictures of that. Uh, actually, I think those were on my, I know, I think I did get those in my album. They're at the end of the album. And um, so, you know, it's a little bit of everything can fly there. But if it's electric and it flies, it is there. Wow. Um, you'll see a little bit of everything. Um, I saw on the AMA podcast, Adam, um, oh, crap. Now I can't remember his last name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Adam, you know, he comes from California mm-hmm. to come to the Need Fair every year because he's part of the, the um, Google's Wings group. Oh, gotcha. Um, and he he always brings something weird to fly um he's had some uh, really he did a put a quad uh on an efx racer um he's had a uh f- took uh made a uh extreme flight with uh four wings not just the two oh. um and flew that around i think that went to terry dunn come to think of it uh speaking of other podcasts there you go. Uh, rc roundtable sure um he's been he's been since he moved to buffalo he He's been there the last couple of years. Gotcha. Um, uh, Thayer Sane from, uh, let's see, uh, Fly RC, mm-hmm. um, the old magazine. He's he's there every year. Um, and as I said, it's, I think we had about just, I think we, I don't know if we broke 200 pilots this year because normal is 300 plus. Right. And there's been more than that before the flight line is usually full mm-hmm. and this year there was uh there was some space on either side so no wow. wasn't no as i say it wasn't normal but and the vendor list was very low this year uh it was just hobby king brought some you know they bring planes to look at mm-hmm. and they have some stuff that was in their warehouse that they have to get rid of so they bring it and you know raffle and sell some stuff um and zeke's park scale models was there this year um so that was it for the vendors and besides our food vendor and you know, it was you know, it was a good time i still i still had a lot of fun it's more to go see who you're you know who you see versus uh you know spending a lot of time on the flight line but you no know, it's more to go visit your friends because these are the guys you see once twice a year right was you know? the uh, weather cooperative um yeah, it wasn't this year. We didn't really get a bad rainstorm during the uh, during the event, but it did get cold. Uh, it went down in the 30s a uh, couple nights. Uh, yeah, I've uh, Friday night was I think the high 30s, and Saturday night was uh, we had frost. Actually, Friday and Saturday night. Um, uh, Saturday night I wound up in the car. We went, no, my son and I wound up in the car cause it was just wow. too cold. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, I don't know what happened. Wear shorts at that event. I'm normally wearing shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> at all my art um, well, this is the last three years we've been blessed with warmer weather. Yeah. We had some rain. Um, you know, there's usually one day of rain. That's, that's true. You got to live, you sort of live with that. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years it's been warm enough. There were, I was in shorts and, uh, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, maybe a jacket in the morning because it was, you know, in the 50s. But right. you know, I, 50s is, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, we're not in Arizona. I can't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Arizona or Texas where, you know, where it's 80s, 90s, 100s right. at this time of the year. So that is awesome. But it, it's, it's always been a good time. I'm, you know, yeah, I have a good time. I shoot a lot of pictures. I, as I said, I shoot more than I uh, fly. But that's sort of also part of my giving back to the hobby as well. Now, we are worldwide, so uh, we have listeners all over the world. And for those that are not familiar with the uh, NEAT Fair, uh, it is the Northeast Electric Aircraft Technology Show. Uh, it was held uh, this year just in September, I believe, right? September. Yep, it's always the third weekend in September. Yeah. Um, usually is Labor Day. The, the next weekend is Rhinebeck, New York, the Rhinebeck Jamboree. Um, and at the old Rhinebeck Aerodrome. Um, and then uh, Neat Fair is the week after that. And some, a lot of people go f- to Rhinebeck and then go to Neat Fair. So, they'll, you know, they'll... 
Well, it's uh, like uh, Steve said, it's one of the largest uh, electric festivals uh, in the Northeast. I know that some of the other electrics have really caught on in the last few years, and uh, some of these events are starting to get bigger and bigger. Uh, we hold one out here, the Arizona Electric Festival, and it has gotten uh, almost as big as some of the other ones, too. It's um, one of the largest out this direction, anyway. Uh, so they're they're slowly getting uh, bigger. It's a little bit difficult for us because, you know, people are having to drive a long way to get here. Uh, some of the areas of the Northeast, like you said, it's only two hours away for you. Some of these guys are driving six, seven, eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have people that come from Massachusetts, Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're uh, you know down to South Jersey. Right. So it's, you know, and, and it's, we understand that because they've been there for 21 years. The Arizona Electric Festival has only been here for 13. So we still got a little ways to catch up. But we are starting to get people from further and further away. I think last year, Jay, we had somebody from Canada and somebody else from New York or somewhere in Florida. Yep. So uh, I think word's getting out. And I think with these bigger events, unfortunately, COVID has kind of hit us all a little bit hard. And some of the events have gotten pushed back or canceled. But um, I think that this is one of those things that people enjoy, like you said, being amongst friends, uh, not necessarily just going to fly, but people do that too. And I think it's uh, kind of that combination of taking a plane, going out and having fun, seeing the new, you know, products that are on the market. And, yeah, and it's just seeing the guys and, and you know, reminiscing, having, you know, yeah. shooting the crap and uh, telling lies. So, you know, <laughs> that's that a lot too. of fun. Um, and then there's uh, the extracurriculars that, uh, we're not quite as bad, not quite as uh, uh, loud as la for the last few years, but that's because of Come what's on. going on. Um, now there's always an you know, we're, there's always a night fly. Um, one of the groups runs events in their in their big top tent. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, there's a vapor fly. Um, vapor no, fly. The, I don't yeah, think they, uh, oh, vapor, for the vapors, vapor little vapors. Oh, that's yes. yeah. We used to do that up in Alaska a lot. Yeah, yeah. for our... yeah, they uh, you know they made they set up a course in the big top, and you have to fly around the course, and wow. you, you know it's um, it gets to be fun. You know, uh, sure. it's it's a good time. Everybody's uh, there's a, a few uh, adult beverages are taken, and uh, <laughs> you know you go from there. Um, yeah, that makes the light, and, makes the night go faster anyway. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, you know, there's usually um, there's usually some apple pie running around of some sort or another, um, and other, you know, select beverages. So, Excellent. you know, I'm, stuff you can't talk about on a family show. There you uh, go. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Now, uh, I know that the uh, vendors were, you know, kind of low this year, and, and as such, you know, it's kind of that way all over. I've unfortunately, Jay and I've had this conversation a hundred times about just the the hobby itself and the way the market's moving and people are, are so, you know, much into just buying something right out of the box and the building has kind of gone away. And a lot of these companies have, you know, got hit hard in this, you know, in these lighter, you know, years and, and have gone by the wayside. And, and we really, you know, feel that that's a sad part. So having said all that, uh, and knowing the vendors were low, was there anything that you saw at Neat that really kind of jumped out, some new design? I know people bring stuff, but was there anything that just you thought, wow, that now that is something that's just way out of the norm? Um, this year I really didn't see anything that was like, oh, wow, one of my buddies brings this 12-foot telemaster that's well lit that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he's let me fly for some reason or another. I'm <laughs> surprised but uh, I figured I've never flown a telemaster before and he said hey do you think you you know could you take this I'm like well I can fly anything else uh, sure you no know, the telemaster is just like a big cub you just gotta make sure you're you know I don't didn't do anything stupid with it so right. it, it's still in one piece um, but uh, you know there was you know some of the stuff uh, I don't know what did what was uh, flying this year that Actually, I think some of the night stuff, one of the guys actually had um, like bottle rockets or not, or like a Roman candle shooting off his blue FO uh -huh. XL uh -huh. that it was flying around at night. And the lit up stuff, I think that's usually the the night, the coolest stuff is all the night flying. Right. Um, and, you know, that's 
half the fun of being there is make sure you're there at night. You know, you don't, you don't go to the hotel. Right. Right. Not you know, that there's that many hotels in that area, in, but in the last know. few years, the, the night, you know, program has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I am very impressed with all of the uh, new technology that's coming out in the LEDs, the programmable lights, the uh, patterns that, that, you know, they can program. Uh, Jay and I were talking about the Arduino boards and how they can actually run the whole system. And it, it has just gotten not out of hand, but just amazingly, you know, just expansive when it comes to this night program. And, and uh, you know, just think how many years, not, not too many years ago, we we didn't even have a night program. Yep. And now here we are with this, uh, you know, program that allows us to get in and use LEDs and, you know, put them on airplanes that we would never even think that we could put them on. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, and actually, uh, Steve just sent um, a little link to particleinnovations.com. We'll post it up there, but uh, he evidently has got kind of a really cool idea where he's putting together. You didn't say, you said it's not an Arduino board; it's something else. But no, the, it's called the RC Pixel. Oh, um, and uh, it's it. You know, if it's Bluetooth, you know, from an Android device, you, there's an app for it. Um, and you can change all sorts of parameters in the app to make it, uh, you know, do all sorts of uh, different patterns and stuff. So, hmm. no, I know I've seen the stuff of the night radian that people have done, but this was something that I know Hardik was working on. Um, he was also working with uh, Alex Grieve. If you know anybody, you know anything about FPV, Alex Grieve, uh, IB Crazy, um, the antenna designer. Right. Uh, he's working with him on a uh, combat module. That oh, nice. I think they, I'm not sure where that is at the moment, but I know they were playing with it. It was, you know, again, it may have been something that got nailed by COVID because yeah. it was supposed to be out this year. Darn that COVID is pushing everything on. <laughs> right? Well, I, I like I said, I, I just I'm super impressed with the the technology that's come out for these night programs. And they're actually getting more and more fun. You know, I mean it's just it's a riot to go out there and and um last time we were at the Arizona Electric Festival, AK Mike had never flown really too much night before and he got to flying he was just having a a, a riot out there. I mean we I couldn't charge batteries fast enough. He'd <laughs> flying, flying, you know, just like, Oh my gosh, this is so much more fun. Um, you know, we played the whole stealth game and we just got really crazy and, and it's, uh, it's good to see all these in, innovative products coming out, better LEDs, more programs. Uh, it, it's amazing to me, just the technology. No, and it, it, the thing is also, there's a challenge to flying at night so that you sort of know what you're, what you're looking at. Uh, you know, I've last year was, or no, two years ago, I was flying, uh, uh, the fly beam, um, that I have. Uh, that actually got extra lights on it. Um, but I was up and all of a sudden somebody launched their walrus and, uh, yeah, I took him out. Uh, <laughs> and what's worse, it was somebody I, you know, it wound up being somebody I know because, oh, no. you know, it's neat fair. You sort of know everybody. Right. He wasn't, th you know, he wasn't thrilled, but they, uh, they booted a couple servos and, uh, which I actually had in my box. So I was like, here, right. take the servos, fix the plane up and, you know, he, uh, he had it actually flying the next night. Excellent. Yeah. Walrus no, it wasn't is that a big bad. fat thing that uh, takes a lot of abuse. I have one. I have the night walrus as well. So now uh, I was going to say there, oh, man, I just had, I got old and had a total brain hemorrhage here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, ready to go you to need the next take your medicine dinner. real quick. <laughs> I forgot to take my medicine. Crazy. Oh, I took mine with dinner, so no. Ah, there we go. Steve's well, like, he's sharp. He's sharp, Mike. Right. Not so much. What's that? I said Steve's sharp, but Mike, not so much. I know, right? <laughs> in the box. Well, I, I was going somewhere. Um, so anyway, uh, we were talking about the night program and, uh, we mentioned, uh, that, you know, everybody was kind of flying stuff. And I was going to ask you, uh, a couple of, of, um, doesn't really have anything to, tonight, but kind of segueing out of the night, we had an episode on the Hadron and you right. mentioned on our, our Facebook listeners page that after you listened to that, you kind of dug out your own. So kind of bring us up. What caused you to do that? Was it us? Was it, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, actually, it was because actually, yeah, I see it back there. Uh, that looks uh, familiar. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, my stuff is all in the basement. I the room that I'm in used to be my RC stuff room, but uh, um, I when we lost our last tenant in our basement, and there's a story behind that too. Right. But um, that's where everything sort of migrated to. But gotcha. No. Um, but I had, uh, I had a Hadron that I had gotten from a friend of mine and, uh, I've, I've flown it on 3S a few times and what was it? It was actually, I think two years ago at, uh, the event down in Warwick, New York, I had put it in. Now it, it was fixable, but I just put it to the side and hadn't looked at it for a while. And then I saw you guys were talking about vectored thrust. I'm like, you know what? I should actually pull this back. <laughs> um, huh. And put it back, you know, foam pack, and it was back together. Now, because I hadn't flown it in a while, I'd forgotten all my settings for it. Sure. Oh, yeah, I still had it programmed in the radio, but sure, sure, still, sure. you got to set it up and go. Yeah. And I did fly it on 3S most of the time. First couple flights on 3S, I just couldn't get a good launch. I finally threw the 4S in there and got a good flight. I'm still, it's still scary. Let's put it that way. I'm not, uh, 100% comfortable with it, but you no, know, she's, it's flying. Um, as long as I don't do anything stupid. Um, I haven't tried to do the, uh, you know, the, the flat spin yet, but, uh, I'm getting there. So, <laughs> well, that's well, good. Well, Steve, we I will tell you, fun. I just, I need to repair mine because I kind of broke off a piece. Um, uh, AK Mike was down here, uh, last week and we took it out and he, him and I, we went ahead and flew this and I went ahead and I was, I was flying only 4S uh, only with a heavier battery. And by the way, I found out that it was a 3300 as opposed to a 2200. It definitely yeah, flies better on the 3300. Yeah. A little bit lighter no. probably. No, it's a little bit heavier. No, the heavier. It's heavier. Oh, I mean the 30. No, he's starting the 3300 is probably. Yeah, yeah, 2200's lighter. It just seems, and plus it was a little bit, it was windy, like when Mike and I, when we flew, was, that's how it was when, right. we, when we first flew. So on the 3300, it penetrated the wind, it it wasn't getting thrown around, um, it handled the extra weight, and it just seemed to be a little bit more stable on the heavier battery. Now, we had to push it all the way back, you know, there was no room anywhere else, right. but um, I was a little, I was a little worried about that, but you know, once we started flying it, oh man, it was so much better. So anyway, I, uh, we, you know, I flew it, Mike flew it a little bit. Um, and then I was kind of showing Mike, you know, how to do the spin and, uh, I got a little low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a little low. So you definitely got to watch your altitude. Cause I got low enough that yep. I pulled out, let, let the nose fall to get some speed. It was still and kind of in that flat, you know, come tr just in that transition, right. applied just a little bit of power, got it to get a little bit of forward motion. And it, it luckily the grass was high out there and it just kind of poof right. into the grass Pancake. and I broke off. Uh, where's that piece? It's sitting here somewhere. Oh yeah. I just <laughs> broke off, uh, off of the battery, the battery bay. I kind of broke this little piece oh, off. So no big deal. Yep. Easy fix. Um, didn't do it any other damage to it. That was it since it hit perfectly flat. Didn't even break the prop. So I was really happy about that. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's I, unusual. I do like that plane. It's definitely, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's eye catching. It flies well once you, you know, you trim it out and everything. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. So you were down yeah, at Warwick. Pride. I didn't Did break your pride. Well, yeah, a little bit, but, um, <laughs> when you were down at work, there's a, uh, what event was that? Cause I, I know they, um, there, there's a, uh, fun fly at Warwick, um, the, and that's usually June, the weekend after Father's Day. Uh, it's a Warwick Electric okay. Fun Fly. Um, it's I I actually call it Neat Fair Light <laughs> because it's a lot of the same people are there. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's the the New New York New Jersey crew, and um, it's you know it's a it's a fun time. It's a full scale airport. They've got, yeah, it's at the uh, Warwick Airport. Yeah. A, Okay. And it, they've got a Stearman. Um, there's a PT-19. Uh, the actual James Bond airplane is there. The little, little BD-5? Uh, little jet? Yeah, yeah. the BD-5. Yeah. They're, that's hiding in a, um, in one of their hangars there. That's all. Um, so I, I didn't realize that until, what was it, la uh, two years ago when the last event. And uh, But you know, the one nice thing about Warwick is there's everything. They have a paved runway. They have the grass runway. And there's 
a lake. Oh, wow. So you get to fly everything, everything huh? or nice. bring your boats. You know, people bring their boats there to run, run in the lake and, you know, electric stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing. You camp out and uh, camp on uh, the grass, the grass strip. And it's, it's a fun time. Um, you know, as I say, I see some of the same, most of the same people at Neat Fair. And that's, you know, as I say, I see people twice a year. Sure, yeah. Neat Fair in Warwick. Warwick. That's fun. So. Well, you know what, Mike? Uh, fun well, fact, uh, uh, if you didn't know it. but Warwick I was going to say. It's my hometown. Uh, yeah, Jay has a little. That's where I grew up. Warwick. It was Warwick, New York. So uh, wow. even though I wasn't into RC at the time, but I've been out to the Warwick Airport you know, numerous times, and it's not far from where I used to live. So uh, I definitely think I'm going to have to call up some of my old buddies, and uh, uh, we may have to take a trip and, and uh, go check that out. Yeah, keep informed. Um, fly in because uh, they actually we've had full scale. You know, they've had full scale come in while we're there. Um, yes, it's sort of like a no-tam that we're flying. Sure. But, you know, they say, you know, as long as we – we get warning, you know, we come down, full scale can come in. Yep. Nothing that hasn't happened before. Yeah, gotcha. that happens out a lot of places, actually, so that's kind of cool. Well, that's you know. uh, something that we should uh, at least look into because uh, that's the one thing I haven't been to Warwick, so Jay would have to take me up there and kind of show me around, but that's that's. Good. No, it's a, it, I've, I like that area, too. It's not mm-hmm. no, not a bad area. As I say, that's well, that's about two, about two hours south of Probably. me, so. No, that's yeah. not that bad. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's 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 a small as I say, it's a small world. Sure, you know, especially in the RC world. I mean, you mentioned some names, uh, you know, Jason Klein and Matt and some of these other guys that you were talking about. And although I don't no. know them personally, you know, I've come across their names or I've seen them on posts or RC groups, and you know, you just kind of start. You know, or we bump it to somebody that knows them. That's the right. biggest thing. That's the weirdest right. part. And uh, well, that's sort of how Jason and I got together. Was the cra- we were Crashcast listeners, mm-hmm. and uh, at Neat Fair they give you. Uh, there was one guy that was making uh, RC groups badges. So you had your RC groups name uh, along with your name underneath it. That's cool. And you know, I I wore it down to Warwick, and Jason had his on while we were down there. I'm like, first, well, it was like my first time down there. I'm like, this was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. I'm like. Oh, brown-eyed fool! Hey, I know you. Um, so, and he, uh, we sort of, I yeah, I sort of invaded his tent that yeah, uh, not awesome. his easy up, not his tent tent, his easy yeah. up that year. But uh, you know, it was that. That's sort of how we got together. Um, you know, and as I say, the Crashcast listeners turned into AOA, and there's most of those guys are still um, Patrick, uh, Phil Hinkle, yeah, um, yeah. Nick. Are they have come over from that podcast land? Um, and when they say I listen to everything, I'm listening to a bunch of helicopter podcasts. That not that I fly helicopter, but I listen to it enough where so I can I can talk a good game. Sure. Um, and <laughs> actually, I surprised somebody out at the field at Lee. We were talking about some things. He's like, "How do you know this stuff?" I go. I spend too much time listening to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> RC Heli Nation back in the day, yeah, exactly. um, you know the Heli Heads now, Freefall RC, um, you know Telerotor. Those, those are the main Heli podcasts, right. um, and it's just that's sort of what keeps me occupied. That I just listen to them when I'm in the car because that's I don't play radio or listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Right. You now, and usually I can get through everybody every week you know i usually get through i'm usually current on podcasts because of that right so not that i have that big of a commute but no it's just and also when i drive to the flying fields sure you know that uh, gives you something to do well it's uh it's always it's been a labor of love for us i mean we you know originally started this on a kind of a whim and uh, to have people that actually recognize us we've been places uh, when we were at one of our last events, people came up and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like, it's the, the park flyer podcast guys. You know, we were like, what? We were like looking behind us. Like who, where, who, like, who? Yeah, <laughs> who are you talking about? And they're like, you guys, it was kind of interesting. I can't but, believe you came out to our event. And I'm like, I know. Oh, oh well, yeah. That's, like, <laughs> again, it's uh, the RC round table guys came up to AMA East a couple of years ago for the first time. And I, that's where I met, uh, you know, I met those guys there and, 
uh, also Steve and uh, Steve and Kevin from Freefall came uh, were at AMA right. East as well. So I ran into them there. It's you know, it's to say it's you, know, you get to know you, you get to meet. It's nice to meet the people, meet the faces behind behind the mic. That's so. it. Yeah. Well, this uh, this year was our big jump to. Um, to YouTube and uh, Jay has been spearheading that he's done a really good job. So it, uh, you know, we, we used to do, you know, kind of some audio mixing and all this stuff afterwards. And now with the live video, it's a little bit more difficult. Now, of course we're five years into this. We're a little bit better today at, at doing podcasts and not making as many mistakes as we did when we first started. Very true. Uh, but uh, you know, it yep. was, it, it's been a joyous time and we really, really appreciate our listeners and we really do. And to be able to have you on the show has just been phenomenal. Uh, tell us, though, what we can do better because we're always looking for that. You know, it's kind of funny. We put it out there and we say, hey, man, if we're doing anything wrong, let us know. And we do get comments, but everybody's like, ah, just keep doing what you're doing. And we're like, uh, okay, well, we're just talking to each other. <laughs> and but that's actually part of the fun is that, you know, you get the interaction in between you guys. You know, it's like a day at the field now. Actually, Last Sunday was my first day with, I went to, um, went out and it was, I think like the third time this summer I'd been with a group of people flying okay. and it was, it was nice. So it was like, okay, hey, I, and then some of the guys I hadn't seen in a while, I you know this was a field in Lee, Massachusetts. It's about an hour away from me, but you know, I knew a couple of the guys actually come into the, again, my indoor club. So it's like, let's go out and say, Hey, well, I haven't seen them since COVID hit. Right, it's right. like, let's go out and uh, say hi and see how everybody's doing. Oh. And you know, it was a nice day at the field. Sure. Um, you know, they actually, unfortunately, was the barn speed hobbies was used to be out in Lee. It, uh, again, another hobby shop that closed. But the guys, the group of guys that used to go there and is are still flying at the field there. So that, that's near that uh, that where that hobby shop was. Mm. So they go out. You know, one of the guys said, hey, yeah, we're going to go out Sunday. I'm like, you know, um, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, it's something to go out and make a day and just have, sure. you know, run into baby, have a good time. Wow. And you know, it was a lot of fun. It is always fun for us to go out and fly. I think that's one of the things that uh, kind of – melds us together is that we can go out to the park we can fly i mean I, I think at the last electric festival we spent more time talking to everybody than we did actually flying first couple of years we were out on the on the flight line a lot and this time we were out just visiting and having a good time and i, I think you're right i think that's what the rc world is all about meeting good friends making good friends you know hanging out with them making you know trying to develop a, a skill and then getting out there and uh, having a good time yeah, that's the only good thing about COVID. It's been, you know, like you said, you got out to go, go see your buddies. Well, you haven't seen them in three, four months. Right. Right. You missed a summer, right. you know, because of it. And now you get to see them and catch up. And everybody's been building something or doing something's weird or something's going on with their family. So, you know, it's it's kind of like a good meetup. And I don't know how much you actually got a chance to fly as opposed to you end up talking. And then you go, oh, man, I guess we should get, you know, let's get up and fly something. I know that happens a lot, too. Sure. Well, and that was it. It's like there's really like two – think of like really uh, two people can only go up at once in that field. So, mm -hmm. no, and most of the guys, you know, there was like 10, 12 of us. So it's like everybody you know, flew one at a time or a little bit, a couple people flying at the same time. But most of the time it was just one person up at a time and just got to watch what they were flying. We had a little bit of everything flying there from wow. you know, uh, gliders. I had I did put the Hadron up once. Um and the, you know, and uh, there were some heli guys. Even a gas helicopter went up. An old uh, wow. T Rex 700 with a fly bar. So uh, wow. no, I don't remember. I I wish I knew which engine it was. But yeah. you know, they Sato was uh, out flying the flying the gaster, and that's you know, hey, got to see everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I remember on that Hadron, it's uh, 4S or no S. Uh, who coined that phrase? It was uh, uh, Jason um, that coined it. No, that was Matt Vaudry. Oh, Matt. Um, he's uh, of the uh, the B-17 bomber, uh, the foam bomber, if you ever look at his stuff. Right, uh, right. He, that's sort of his uh, claim to fame between that, the bus, and uh, the rocket Cuda. Oof. Um, that's, uh, he's, he's had a few things. Yeah. 
few things going there. Well, we're happy that you got out there and flew that thing around. That was uh, exciting, and we're glad we could be a part of that. So, uh, uh, we are looking for uh, suggestions. Um, so, hit up your group in the uh, you know your other side of the the, the country there, and uh, see what we can do right. to have a contest. We uh, mentioned on the one of the last podcasts that we kind of got. Uh, a donation, so to speak, of uh, some, you know, airframes. And we are looking to uh, create a contest to give one of them away or one or two of them away. And uh, so, yeah, we're um, we're just trying to, to rack our brains. So if you guys can come up with a good contest idea, give us a call, 830-444-4943. Jump on our RC, uh, I guess it's the Park Fire Podcast listeners group on <laughs> Facebook. And, uh, and give us an idea there too, but uh, we're kind of we kind of know what direction we want to go, but we're uh, always willing to uh, entertain ideas to, um, you know, try to grow our listenership. Our uh, our listeners page is uh, growing every day. We get uh, several new um, you know responses for people that want to join, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And uh, I know that uh, the angle of attack and the crash cast guys have been pretty active, and uh, we we give a shout out to those guys because I know they were very uh, loyal to those, those podcasts and to have a lot of you guys come over to us is, is really a joy. We, we really appreciate yeah. you guys. And you spice up the listeners group a lot. I mean, oh, you guys yeah. are constantly awesome. post posting what's going on. You like I said, you just put the pictures on there from neat and that's basically very neat. Yeah. Um, you know, cause <laughs> I always like, you know, seeing what other guys are doing and, and what's going on around the country and ideas that guys yeah, are coming they're... up with. So appreciate it. You know, there was uh, I took a lot of pictures at the lobster combat uh, this year too. So that mm. when you see the plane chasing around, that's uh, that's uh, the the streamer. It's it's a streamer chase, and uh, you get a lot. If you win, you get a lobster roll. So uh, the guy actually comes down from Maine. He doesn't he doesn't cook the lobster on site, but uh, you know he uh, lobster al is what he goes by. Wow. Um, but uh, you know you'll see uh, if you look, you'll see uh, somebody with a lobster hat that's uh out if, if that isn't um, a regional thing <laughs> yes, yeah well that. it's mean what do you I, want I, it's lobster. I hear you i hear you no lived in new hampshire well, for quite, uh, a, I gotta quite eat, a while anytime i go to maine i gotta eat lobster it's just that's just the place to be so exactly yep. um and then you know, was said there's uh the, they did a battle of britain launch because that's always during that time as well mm-hmm. um tom hunt who runs the neat fair actually designed uh spitfire for hobby king so uh he's and he's got a lot of history he used to work for grumman too so oh, that always helps no that's that helped yeah no, it's cool yeah he <laughs> knows a few things <laughs> it's always good no, to then, that know a few things <laughs> right uh, and uh so it you know it's it's really it's just a fun event that's you know that's what i enjoy going to just it's just uh Someplace where you meet up with your friends and have a good time, and you fly a few planes in the in the process. In the process, so. yeah, that's absolutely. What uh, what airplane do you uh, like to fly the most? Uh, I don't know. I have uh, two. Uh, unfortunately, I'm you know, one of those collectors. I have mm. a, a bunch of stuff down down in the basement. Um, you know, as I said, I went up. Oh, that's right. There that we lost that. Um, I went up with the glider. That was Sig Sig Riser that just like went up the other day and just at lunchtime went out for a fly and it was like I got one flight in but uh, I, that was all I had to do was <laughs> one, one flight power and your neck was one, sore one power and that was it I was up for forty minutes yeah. wow I, I I enjoyed that I have a bunch of RA cores stuff uh, that yeah. I enjoy flying all that as well the you know the three D foamies um, I got the night vision air uh, that that thing makes me look like a better pilot than I actually am because <laughs> uh, it, it flies really well. I mean, I can fly that hands off inverted and it fly, you know, wow. you get it the proper speed. It, it, it hangs in. Um, I have them and as I fly a multiple radio, so it's not all spectrum stuff. I have sure. free sky. I even have tactic stuff. Um, cause the Hadron is actually on the tactic. Um, right. You know, I have a bunch of stuff on my uh, spectrum and I'm uh, moving to free sky for the most. You now, if I, my newer stuff, I have the QX seven that I've gotten to learn a lot about. And that's sort of where I want to move my stuff to, but no, I'm not anything news going on there 
I still you know I still have the DX9 for Spectrum, and uh, you know it's I'll fly anything. I'm not fussy. So Steve, Spectrum, I take so. it then you're more in the category. Your favorite plane is the one that you're flying at the time. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it, that's can, it can be anything. Yeah. You know, Wild Hog, uh, you know, the Flybeam, uh, the gliders, you know, slope soaring. Gotcha. I have uh, Dave. I have, uh, Dave Garwood, who used to write the column for AMA, lives here, and he's an enabler. <laughs> he's an enabler. Uh, yeah, I like know, that word. He's using it quite a yes, bit tonight. Now and uh, I have you know, that's really where cool. I got into slope soaring. <laughs> uh, and he got me into slope soaring. So we not that I've gone out to any of the big places, but there's a couple of times there's a couple of local area things that we can get to. So I have a Zulu and a Lula that uh and a weasel that, that are slope yeah, something I miss here in no. Texas is doing yeah, slope soaring here. Right. I, I have a friend yeah, of mine, Scott Berryman. He lives up in Boulder. Uh, he's the guy I talked about not too long ago when I went up there and flew the jet. And uh, they've got a really beautiful place to go slope soaring. It's really Oh, yeah. Colorado's actually where they've done a lot of DS, the dynamic soaring yeah, stuff, where they sure. you know, set the records yeah. for 500, 500 miles an hour for a non-powered airplane. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, ah. I'm, no, I I couldn't keep I couldn't keep track of that. Yeah, there's a no place way. here in Phoenix, just up uh, north of here, where they do that too. They've set several records uh, up that direction. So it, it's, I guess it has to be the right kind of valley and the right kind of conditions. Everything has to go just yep. for them to do it. But yeah, that uh, those airplanes weigh about 50 pounds, and getting those things doing 500 miles an hour. Yeah, I, think I just wonder how many G's they're taking. Them. Oh, yeah, that's – I mean, you know, they probably would never have been able to get to these speeds had it not been for the invention of titanium gear servos because you can only go so far with a plastic servo before it just strips right out. Right. And, you know, you're limited. But now that they've got the titanium, the titanium, you know, doesn't move. So, it, um, you know, it's way stronger. And now uh, I just actually at the field not too long ago was talking to um, one of my guys, and uh, they got – uh, some new JR servos that are almost, I think he said they were 1,100 inch pounds per servo. Wow. So, and there's two, they fly airplanes big enough that they have two per control surface. So you're talking almost 2,200 inches or torque, whatever, however, uh, inch ounce. Uh, inch, inch ounces of torque. torque. So, I mean, that you could lift your car with that, literally. I mean, it's just <laughs> huge, uh, the amount. And they're so fast. I mean, they're down into the almost a half a second range, which is just phenomenal. So, digital, you know, they're all. Well, I guess so. If you're putting yeah. them on things like, you know, like your turbine jet or, like you said, this, the mm -hmm. DS slope soaring. Because, once yeah. again, if you're doing four right. or 500 miles an hour, think about yeah. it. Four or 500 miles an hour, what the pressure would be on the on a wing surface. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. then if you're the way those guys are turning them as you know the the, the radius that they're trying to turn in the g-force combined on top of that i, I yeah I'm, i don't i can't even imagine how you calculate that but that's just some stupid force yeah we're gonna have to some kind of a, yeah exactly we'll have to have some astrophysicists on here to give us all those details <laughs> well if you ever watch those guys when they do it they're like in between like some rocks Oh yeah, I'm well, like, you why get hit by that thing? Yeah, yeah, too. that's and that's the reason why they do that because if you know something goes pink and yeah. <laughs> that thing goes, everybody jumps below the. Yeah, rock there's button. you have something that's doing 500 miles an hour and weighs 50 pounds. It's, that's yeah. going through somebody. Getting hit by a tank. Yep, hilarious. So, yeah, seriously. Well, we uh, unfortunately, uh, looking at our time recorder here, our hour is up. We have ultimately enjoyed having you on, Steve. It has been a joy. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast. And well, thank you for having me on. We will been, definitely. Well, well like you said, you're our favorite stalker. So you know, right. constantly calling us up, I'll, and I will continue to well, do that. It's Don't a pleasure. Worry. All your phone messages have been very unique, every single one. So <laughs> you know. Yep. Well, don't worry. I call her. I'm not fussy either. I call other podcasts too. Oh, okay. Well, no, good. Yeah. So there will be multiple uh, sure, restraining sure you orders. Know I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> equal opportunity offender. He just calls everybody. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, a shout out to A Power Batteries, uh, PFC, P, uh, PFPC10. Uh, grab a couple of batteries for your uh, electrics. And uh, you can go to rcbatteriesusa.com and then uh, check out the 3D Aero Ventures. 
uh, over at their website. Use the word Park uh, Flyer and uh, receive a discount. And uh, Jay is still working on his uh, 3D um, airplane. I think you get some. Oh, I got uh, I got my parts in. So Did I you? got my. Oh, look at that! There they are, my little taps. Excellent. So he's going to try and tap out some stuff and uh, let us know how that goes uh, next time around. Hopefully, uh, AK Mike will be back in uh, from his little uh, adventures, and uh, we'll be able to have him on as well. Give us a shout-out, 830-444-4943. Let us know what you think about a contest. Uh, Steve, what a joy to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I guess, uh, Michael, from here in Arizona. Jay from the hills of Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.